We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. What's up, sports fans? It's Wednesday night, MHI time with Luke Patterson and Thomas Hall. And uh, we, we have not had our chance. We have not had our say. Thomas, with nope. what happened in South Florida, you said it was going to be bad, but I don't think anyone predicted how bad it truly yeah. was going to be. We're going to get into that massive, colossal failure by the Denver Broncos. We're going to talk Chicago Bears. We're going to get your hot takes. We're going to have one hell of a show. But before we do that, what's up, Tom? How you feeling, man? You got to be frustrated. You got to be disappointed. Am I right? Yeah, I'm disappointed because a, a beatdown like that is it can't just be talent. It's the effort problem as well, which was supposed to be solved and it obviously isn't. So that's what, that's what disappoints me the most, man. It's just effort, man. When you see, when you see good players and I'm not, you know, no one is immune in that game, I guess, other than Justin Simmons, because he wasn't out there. I don't know. Like I, I think they had what was coming to them, and that's not faulting Justin. That's faulting this team as just a whole. I mean, and Justin hasn't played up to his level, in my opinion, the last three weeks either. So I think this is more than one man. I know that Vance Joseph, we're going to get to that man, and he's safe. I mean, Sean Payton came out and said, don't worry about it. Starters are starters. Jobs are safe. Life is good. He's up there today, chuckling at the at the podium, deflecting. I absolutely hated it. Yeah. I'm a Sean Payton guy. We're going to get into that and a lot more during this show. But before we do, let's reach out to some of the fellas. Kevin came in right away saying good evening, Thomas Luke, and a mile-high salute with Scott to Broncos country. Uh, we also have our guy Sean was coming in given his take on what the Broncos need to do transaction-wise, saying maybe we trade a few players, some veterans, try to get some trade cap, some draft capital, free up that cap space. That is definitely a theory. We're going to talk about the whole, should the Broncos tank? What does the pooper bowl or the, the toilet bowl, whatever this game is <laughs> that is the Chicago Bears and Broncos, whatever that's going to be and the ramifications, we'll get into that as well. Troy, our guy coming in, man. He was coming in hot. 30 minutes before the show even kicked off. I appreciate you so much, Troy. Sorry that you have to witness what we are all witnessing out here in Broncos country, saying, hey, guys, if we beat Chicago, Williams and Browning are back. That, combined with Justin Simmons and Moss ready, maybe the defense improves. Also, maybe for cap space, we sign Smith slash trade Sutton, activate Browning slash trade Gregory. Wow, Troy's been giving this a lot of thought, man. That Miami beatdown told Troy the Broncos need to be sellers, and it's something I wrote about in my takeaways on milehighhuddle.com. Thomas, what say you? Yeah, I mean, I've got an article coming out hopefully tomorrow talking about the realistic moves that they can actually make if they're going to make any, right? Because you you can say sell it all and fire everybody, but some of it's not realistic. Uh, I do think, though, that um, they have been missing Quan Williams. I will say that 
wholeheartedly. Mm. He's a he's a pretty solid player when he's out there. I think dog. they've been missing him. I you he's know I know he's saying Bassey had a, a really nice preseason when it comes to picking the ball off. I don't think he was that great in coverage all the time. He he did you know did some good some bad. I think they miss Kwan Williams, uh, but that's not the only problem. I'm not trying to excuse that that's the only problem. There's plenty of problems. Sure. I don't know if uh, Browning's going to make a difference because nobody's getting to the quarterback. Uh, even though Randy Gregory has paid a lot of money to get to the quarterback, I, just, I there from my perspective at zero and three. If you look back, every time Sean Payton's been zero and three or worse to start a season, best he can do is seven and nine. You're going to have another losing season. Uh, you if you even if you beat Chicago, you still need to be thinking about these changes, right? Who you're going to trade by the deadline, and if or, whether or not you're going to continue to let Vance Joseph call a defense that is absolutely atrocious. I mean, his, what he was doing in Miami, I could, everybody's watching it and saying, what the heck is going on? And then of course the lack of effort. I mean, something, that, that's the, my biggest problem with him, not with Sean Payton, not coming out and say after a historic loss, that is a historic loss. Somebody should have been accountable and nobody was, it's all, Oh, what, whatever. Dirt to dirt. Well, it was it was even worse, man, because you know, my buffs got annihilated up there in Oregon. I thought they would. Um, just yeah, outclassed, I mean, man. Bigger, I bigger that. kids, stronger kids that have been together for longer. Um, you know, I think there were some distractions, like either way, you know, you live and die by that sort up there right. in Boulder. Sco buffs, right? But uh man, having to watch that, Broncos country had to endure, but it, it was tough, man. It was really tough. Speaking of which, guys, head on over to MahaHuddle.com. Our guy Dylan Von Arx, DVA, has an article up right now talking about the league rankings and where the Broncos sit. You will notice that the Chicago Bears and the Denver Broncos, they're neck and neck fighting for last place. It's absolutely horrible. 0-3 Denver Broncos at the 0-3 Chicago Bears this Sunday at Soldier Field. David coming in, man. Uh-oh. I see a change in digits no, on this one, no. Thomas. David coming in, our guy. Good evening, Broncos country. Luke, Tom, Dylan, and Deacon Scott. Sean Payton, we trust. MHH for life. Denver Broncos for life. Hashtag nine and eight. We've changed it. No more yeah. 12. It's been replaced by a nine, Thomas. And David still has a lot of optimism for this football team. Tom, sell me in the other direction because let me lament for just a quick second with Broncos country. I'm a Sean Payton guy. I wanted him here. I do believe he will change things around. I just don't know how he does it right now. I don't know why Vance Joseph is safe. You've got two royal butt whippings coming at you by the Kansas City Chiefs in three weeks. Uh, what, are we going to fire him then? Is that what we want to do? Do we want to fire him after the Chargers and Justin Herbert annihilate this team? I mean, when do we want to fire him? When is he going to fall on that sword? Uh, it, it's just you can't sell this team right now. You can't sell this defense. You've got guys cowboying out there, vets not caring, not trying. Never did I think I would see the day that some of my favorite players on this team quit. I yeah. saw Pastor Tan out there give less than a 100% effort. Let's just call it that. I mean, it's just the best player on the team. And you've got the only guy, the only man, Thomas, that gave a gee whiz is your rookie second rounder from Oklahoma, yep. Mr. Marvelous Marvin Mims. How does that happen? That is a problem. This team is fundamentally broken. So what does Sean Payton do about it? He gets crabby, grouchy, whatever you want to say with some reporter after the game. That happens, right? I don't think anybody should get too upset one way or another. It was a bad look. An even worse look, you get on a conference call on Monday morning instead of stepping to the podium. Now, I know that's an option, and that's Sean Payton's right, but, man, I thought that was some bad optics. I thought it was weak considering Sean Payton's so bold and so brash in his personality, especially with his criticism against former Broncos coaches. Yep. It just rubbed me the wrong way, man, and we'll get into what Coach talked about today. But do you have a problem with any of that? Because I really yeah. wish Sean came out and said, you know what? I was unprofessional, just like our team was unprofessional. It was an embarrassing performance. And he essentially said some of those things. But, man, to not just kind of man up and own, own this one, that really bothered me earlier in the week. Listen, we all know it's way more fun to be there live for Denver Broncos football. And when you need tickets 
Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the Denver Broncos and the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat with a wide selection of tickets available for every game. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors, that beautiful orange and blue. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Denver Bronco. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Yeah, it bothered me mostly because he talked this big game. You know, he was razzing the prior coaching staff and, uh, oh, this isn't going to happen here. And, you know, taking away Russell Wilson's special stuff and everything's going to be, you know, wonderful and we're going to give maximum effort. And then they go out and do this. And I don't know how, I don't know how players can, can then now be like, oh, well, now we're going to really try hard because uh, I'm with it now. Yeah, yeah I'll it, ride with you that, now. It wasn't just that. I mean, Garrett Bowles, you know, whining after the game oh, that God. always known as losing. Well, yeah. Hello, what do you want? A participation <laughs> trophy or something? Like you're it's your responsibility to go out there and help the team win. And you've had one good season in seven. So I don't know why you're crying about it and whining that you didn't get you haven't been able to win. Well, it's your you're part of the problem, man. Like, stop whining about it. Go out there and do something. He's another one that bothered me because he talked a big game too. Remember, he came out of college going, uh, "If you touch the quarterback, it's like touching my wife." And then he went out there and and didn't do anything. He he wasn't aggressive in his first few years. He had one good season. So Thomas is a I, savage right now. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Yeah, Garrett Bowles, clean up your act. No, you're right. I mean, like this team, no one feels sorry for you. Just like our guy Naj, man, he don't feel sorry for this team, and he's gonna spit his piece of justice. Naj, thank you so much for the generous 1999 and the super chat. Hopefully your family's enjoying the fall season, getting through this Bronco season. I don't know if we will win this week, but I would like to see a well-coached team with sound execution. You know, players playing with determination, passion and channeled aggression. Go out, have fun playing a game that they love. And I will add a game that they are paid highly to play and perform in. Uh, Naj, I don't know if you got to see it, bro. There's a, I love this. I love all of this. This is very poetic right here. Naj, you need to get in that locker room, maybe talk in that locker room. Who else is talking about this? I mean, the vets on this team didn't seem to really give a G whiz. Um, I had heard just rumors, right? Just rumors bopping around the mile high city. Some friends that I have, I had heard that they left on a Friday. Maybe they went to a club down there that gets, you know, a little infamous, a little rowdy. And then they weren't all together by the time Sunday came down. Now, that's not to say that that happened. That's not to say that that would excuse it. But it just kind of shows you where that where your head's at. Is this a business trip or is this let's go pop off in Miami and see what happens? It's it's I'm with Naj. 
Broncos country needs to see something competent. And usually every week I write about keys to victory against the Chicago Bears, against the Commanders, against all these teams that the Broncos can't beat, right? This week, it's keys to earn Broncos country's respect, their viewership. Why should Broncos country and this fan base tune in on Sunday? It's, you know you're going to see bad football, Thomas, and this is just me calling it like it is. If I did not cover this game, I'm not so sure that I would watch. Broncos yep. country has been burned. You've talked about it. We've talked about it on this show hundreds of times. Why should Broncos country tune in to watch this game at 11 a.m. against the Chicago Bears, who are 0-3 with the disastrous Justin Fields? I don't know. Other than you're like me and you just can't not watch the Broncos, you know, even if it's miserable. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to talk a little bit about some history here and then we're going to wrap it up. And and I'm going to this is going to I'm going to wrap it all up. So when you say you saw Bill Belichick go to Cleveland and when you saw Mike Shanahan go to the Raiders, their first stints, the problems that they had, number one, and mostly with Bill Belichick, the players were not in place to buy into his system. All right. And it, when Shanahan was there, there was it, turmoil between him and Al Davis and the coaches. So nobody was buying into his system either. Right. They didn't have the players that were buying into it. Now we have a situation. And, and that's why they lost when they, when Belichick went to, uh, went to the Patriots, there was already people still left over players still left over from Parcells. And, and then also, you know, from, uh, from the guy in Seattle there, uh, Pete Carroll. Right. They, they had already bought in. So when he stepped in, they, he didn't have to like get rid of a bunch of players and bring his own people in Shanahan, the same thing. He'd already been there with John Elway, a few other players. They had already kind of bought into what he is, what he was selling. Well, what we've seen here for the last few years is people that didn't have the same kind of mentality that Sean Payton has, right? Coaches that Nat Nathaniel Hackett was a buddy, Vance Joseph and Fangio were completely, nobody cared. They didn't really care. And so now you have somebody in here that wants to try and institute this kind of, you know, more, you know, hard nose system and, and accountability and whatever, but nobody's buying in. He's going to have to turn over in. this roster for the most part in order to get people to buy in. That's what I'm the most afraid of is as this continues through the season, people just aren't going to, they're just not ready to buy in. They want to go have fun and you know, whatever they are used to. They don't, and they don't know anything about winning. So they're just, he, He's going to have to get rid of some of these players. It, that's plain and simple. Some of these favorites that have been around for a long time bring in some different mentality, or he is not going to be successful in Denver. Something's got to give. And I got to get to our guy, EDJ, sounding off, saying, Luke, I knew you were a fair weather <laughs> fan. Uh, no, man, that's just it, man. That's why you don't see me wearing Broncos stuff. I am as objective as they come with this team. I wanted Sean Payton here. I'm still riding with him, and I'm pissed off at him. I'm disappointed, right? Doesn't mean I want to get rid of him. It doesn't mean I'm calling for that man's job. Am I frustrated that he brought Vance Joseph back, and this is what we have to deal with? Yeah. <laughs> am I frustrated that there weren't consequences? Yeah, I'm super mad. I just told you how... I'm still pouting about him on a conference call instead of being in the actual interview. I mean, like on Monday, that's that's what Sean Payton is known to do. So um, he's he's bold, he's brash. And then today he seems like he's trying to let it go. He was a little more jovial in his press conference, not making any excuses. But I still didn't like it. And I'm just like, you know. I'm in a bad mood. You should be in a really bad mood. And he talked about yeah. how he got a lot of support from friends and family and how this isn't life and death. It's just a game. And while all that is true, and I'm not trying to minimize coach's feelings, it just rubbed me the wrong way. And it's not me being a fair weather fan. I try to be as objective as I can. Of course, I want the Broncos to do well, but I keep it real on this show, man. I've done it for years and Thomas keeps it real too. And, and that's just, that's what we do. And it's not me trying to attack this team. It's not me trying to get after anybody. It's just calling it like I see it. And I'm wrong all the time. Maybe I was wrong on Sean Payton. I don't think so. I think it's too early to tell four games in then again, I mean, 1966, the last time this happened, 70 points. I mean, that's a hard argument to sell. It's, it, I, it is flabbergasting, Luke. I, I'm telling you, man, this, and even in 1966, things were different, right? Like, they, I just, I Hold can't imagine world, bro. going out and losing so pathetically. I mean, it. It was a pathetic performance all around. And 
you know, I, I'm still kind of hoping that uh, Sean Payton can can kind of turn it around and get people pot in. He's not going to be able to do it with Vance Joseph. I don't think anybody respects Vance Joseph on that team. They're saying they do. I don't think they really do. Based on what I saw out there on Sunday, they do not have any respect for Vance Joseph. And why would they? He has gone out and completely embarrassed the entire organization three straight weeks. I mean, even the first week, you can look at say, oh, 17 points. It was an embarrassing loss. He just Zero he sacks. didn't set up. It. So I don't know how you can turn that around. I don't know how you can get the players to buy back into Vance Joseph now because it was obviously his scheme was completely terrible. I mean, it was terrible. And how how Terrible. do you how does Sean Payton go and sell everybody on Vance Joseph right now? Let alone not the fans. The fans you can't sell Vance Joseph on the fans unless he all of a sudden becomes you know the number one defense all of a sudden. But the but you have to sell to what the players and you're not gonna. And here and to your point, real quick, here's what else we don't see. You don't see any of these dogs out here, these supposed dogs of the Broncos supporting Vance Joseph, do you? No, no. That's the one time that hell Broncos PR went on a little bit of a hiatus after that loss for yep. about 12 hours, 24 hours before they started getting some more action going. And I don't know everything. Shocker. I know maybe there were technical issues. Maybe the building lost internet. I don't think any of that happened, <laughs> but Hey, these are possibilities. It just looks a little funny. Quentin coming in real quick. Quentin Caldwell. Thank you so much for the support, man. Appreciate you tuning in to MHI on your Wednesday night. What's up, everyone? Tom's not playing. No, he's not. If Sean loses in week five, I'm sure people are going to look at him different. Quentin, I'm assuming you're chalking week four uh, as a win based on this statement. And and look, I'm not just giving it to the Bears, folks. I've been digging into the Bears. It's been brutal. Uh, I couldn't watch that game, but one more time. That was it. And then I was done with it. And I'm on to Chicago because it was disgusting. It made me mad. That's why I'm in a bad mood. It's just lack of effort. It's lack of effort. It's lack of care. It's lack of any of that. And uh, these these tickets aren't cheap, Tom. You know that. And there's a video going on right now of, of the Jets, right? And some guy getting after Zach Wilson and Robert Sala when they're coming off off the field. And he's like, Zach, these tickets aren't cheap, man. These tickets aren't cheap. And it's no. it's true. I mean, at what point? Broncos country going to see some dividends. So Quentin, I agree with you, man. It's he is under the microscope right now. Sean Payton, he asked for the pressure. He knew it was coming with the contract and he has it. Well, one thing that makes me a little curious is this ownership group, right? I, I wonder what uh, Mr. Walton thought about that. Make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL part of your game day. Order online during our Pizza Pizza pregame one hour before NFL games and get ready for some football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Either way, you win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the tastiest hour before kickoff. Before yeah. Mr. Penner, you know, I, I think Greg is a man of action and um, George Payton is kind of the lapdog to Greg Penner right now. It is what it is there. And Sean is in full control, man. It, I think it takes a decent owner to keep his word and say, I'm not going to meddle because he had an opportunity. He still has an opportunity to terminate Vance Joseph, and he has not done that. So on one hand, I can appreciate that because when owners meddle, they become the Las Vegas Raiders, the Dallas Cowboys, so on and so forth, and they never win anything, yeah. right? They get your hopes up, and they just crash and burn. They never make it all the way. So it, it's an interesting dynamic, Tom. It really is. Lawrence Rivera, our guy getting in here. Thank you so much for your support, man. Hopefully you and your family are doing well, bro. We should have went after DeMarcus Ware as a defensive coach. And as Lawrence knows, and he's reminding us, DeMarcus Ware was a consultant for, I think, a season, maybe two, uh, out at training camp. Von Miller was still here. Bradley Chubb was still here. So I don't know when DeMarcus Ware is going to make that jump into coaching. I imagine that's entirely up to him because when he wants to, I don't think he'll be one of those interns for long. Well, the problem is they if they couldn't get a big name, they shouldn't went after Vance Joseph. He he was destined to fail, right? He was already here once as a head coach. 
failed miserably. He had to be perfect in order to not lose the fan base pretty much. So going out and getting him was a mistake from the beginning. If they didn't land the people that they wanted, why not give, why didn't Sean Payton go give somebody an up and comer a shot? You know, someone that, you know, is about ready to take that next step and see, we already knew what Vance Joseph had to offer. He's been a defensive coordinator or a head coach for seven years, and he's not been very good. We already know that. Why not? He, he was destined to fail. Why not give somebody young up and comer a shot? That's that's that was yeah. The that's that's interesting because it's kind of you're essentially asking why did you have to have Vance Joseph? And right. that's uh, trying to go and let's open it up to Broncos country here on MHI. Why do you think Sean Payton had to have Vance Joseph? Because last week I did say maybe there was something to Rex Ryan in that personality, right? The guy's kind of an idiot. It's just. He is what he says, what he says, and he puts his foot in his mouth, no pun intended, and all that sorts of stuff. <laughs> but he knows football. He lives and dies by that blitz, the be an aggressive scheme. Uh, he's had some success. He's had some failure. But I don't think Sean Payton and that personality mesh. And maybe it's it's that, Tom. Maybe Sean Payton needed a, a lesser personality like Vance Joseph, more of a yes man. And it's hard to tell. Phil McLaughlin coming in with some support. Good evening, Thomas, Luke, and Scott. Yes, VJ has to go, but so do a number of the Fairweather players. We need more dogs on this football team. Man, Phil, you're exactly right. There are no dogs on this football team. I mean, to see so many guys quit last week, it was so frustrating and so embarrassing i mean i put it out on my twitter i don't know if you saw it it was you know i was popping off because i was so upset like i usually do at luke patterson lp and my wife and kid are going to the store go run some errands they see how the game's going they see me working they're wearing their bronco stuff and they're like oh do we need to change before we go and <laughs> yeah. i'm like jesus that is absolutely like good lord that's where we're at that's savage like no, please don't change. But if you feel like you got it, I can't fight you. That's where Broncos country's at. I mean, talking to my dad about it the other day, he's like, man, are people going to start wearing bags on their heads to the stadium? I mean, is that where we're getting New Orleans and Cincinnati and, yeah. you know, not in a good way? Everybody thinks that's a cool, funny who day, who dat, all that crap now because it's a funny catchphrase. But they forget where it comes from. It comes from being pathetic. And that's yep. what the Denver Broncos are. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty rough. And I'm going to give a shout out to Michael. Uh, Michael Ronquillo is coming in saying good evening, Thomas and Luke and the Mile High Insiders. Go Broncos. Thank you for all the support you've given us, Michael, and, and being here. I mean, that's the thing. We've got this Broncos team that obviously is not very good, but we still got people coming in here to talk football with us. So thank you very much to do that. Uh, we really appreciate it in the support. But yeah, I don't... I don't know why he chose Vance Joseph. It was weird because I, I even tweeted this out when he first became coach. He was looking at some like younger kind of up and comers for a while for offensive coordinator. He, they, at least they were rumored that. And I kind of liked it. I was like, why, why, why not go with someone who, who's an up and comer? Why try the old tried and true that's already been there and done that kind of thing. And uh, then, then he just decided, you know what? I'm just going to go with the, uh, you know, the, the normal name and just keep on, keep on, keep Let me on. just bring and a I, Lombardi in here and let me bury him and yeah. he'll never do anything. And people will forget. I forget he's on the team, Tom. Yeah. And that's no disrespect. It's because we all know who's calling the plays. We all know who's calling the shots. I'll say this, whatever they're doing with Russ is nice. And I see it in the chat here. And speaking yep. of the chat, let's get to our guy, Stu. What's up, Stu? It's been a minute, buddy. Uh, very generous. 1999. Thank you so much. Hopefully all is well with you and yours. Hey, all. Very embarrassing loss. The players flat out quit on defense. Can these guys turn things around? Man, when we talk about players turning things around, Stu, I, I, I'm i struggling to come up with some names here. Josie Jules banged up, right? He did not practice today. Mike Purcell did not. Frank Clark did not. They were working on the side per Mike Kliss. And then Justin Simmons was back. He was limited in practice today, so that's kind of the news of the day. But when I start thinking about players that turn things around, I mean, I guess when you talk about leaders, Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, and I have problems with both, all captains. Let's just say that. I put that out there too, Stu. I don't know if you saw it, but if it were up to me, I would rip all their captains' little flashes off of their jerseys. None of them deserve the right to lead, let alone have that C. I don't care how cool it looks on jerseys. I don't care how many jerseys it sells. Everything's just been given to these guys right now, and it's it, it frustrates me, Stu. So 
Can players turn things around? Absolutely, they can turn things around if they buy in and if they have a culture. I'm not sure the Broncos do, Stu. It's a it's going to require a, a complete mental shift, right? And we talked about this last show when I said <laughs> if you want to have a you want to shift the mentality, go out there and just run it down their throat. Obviously, they didn't do that. Plus, their defense couldn't hold anything, so they couldn't run anymore. But you've got to change the mentality somehow. I just don't think that the makeup of the players that are there, the the players that have been there for a while, I don't think the they nucleus. have that makeup. They don't have the mental makeup. And that's why you have to try and get rid of them for something and bring in the players that have that attitude. Because, one, it's going to help them. Justin Simmons is going somewhere else. Maybe he'll find some winning and he'll fit right in. Fine. Maybe he doesn't have to be in you know the leader of the team or whatever. But something has to change. Because this is the another coach has come down and, yep. and it's still the same, same old thing same old that's thing. happening that I've same been trying thing, to say, man. I've been trying to say this for weeks. I said, they only know losing. And if the coach, I thought maybe an experienced coach that had all of this time and winning could change it, but they, they haven't been able to. And that was an embarrassing loss. I mean, you, there's no other no, way around. They could have broke the record. It's lucky the Dolphins had some mercy, but they could have broke the record easily. They could. Speaking have- of that, speaking of that, Colby's Colby wanted to talk about that for just a second here. I'm. Wa- Thank you so much for all the support, Colby. I absolutely love this. Couldn't wait to get to it. I'm watching to see how bad we really are. Or was this team going to wake up a bit versus Kansas City Chiefs? On the other hand, I can also skip. Um, I think he conned Sean, told him what he wanted to hear. You've got control. I'm a Colorado guy. I know this team already, et cetera. Yeah, it's hard to hard to tell, Colby. We don't have a true captain, he also says. Thank you so much. Wilson should uh, have took a knee on that play. Hey, guys, if you don't play, I won't either. No, man, as a player, you do what you're told. Last thing we need around here is a quarterback head coach controversy. I see your point, though, and a lot of people took exception with Russ still being out there. I didn't really care. I they all quit anyway. So what was the worst that was truly going to happen? You know, I mean, they step wrong. I, I, you call that bad luck. I might call that karma. Uh, and I wish <laughs> injury and illness on no man. Uh, but it, it's absolutely crazy. Thomas, you talked about running the ball and I put this out there today and stay tuned for my keys to victory. Maybe something like this made it in. Did you realize Javante Williams doesn't have a rushing touchdown since his rookie season in 2021? It's crazy. That he only has two games in his career in which he's rushed for over 100 yards. It's that bad. And I just, I asked the question, why'd they rush him back if they don't plan on utilizing him? His career best in rushing attempts was 17 against the Dallas Cowboys. The Broncos actually won that game. His other 100-yard game, they lost. Uh, His last touchdown, they lost. He has a receiving touchdown, but Javante Williams severely underutilized. Uh, Naj, again, man, thank you so much. Speaking of karma, what's up, baby? I'm a big karma believer. Sean Payton came in, chest pumping, highest paid, boasting about this and that, blasting Nathaniel Hackett. And the result, he coached the worst loss in NFL history. It's mostly on him. This should 100% humble him. Naj, I agree. I co-sign. Um, man, if we could a little louder for the people in the back, I think there's something to eating some humble pie. And yeah. that's what Sean Payton has been forced to do. You see all these little reports out there right now, right? These anonymous sources. Oh, Sean Payton can't stand to be disliked or he can't stand to go out this way. Thank God. Like if, if any man can, then that's when you need to get out of this game or any person can, right? You need to get out of this game. Uh, I 100% agree with this. You're talking all that bad job a minute ago, and now you're the one with egg on your face. You got to yeah. wear it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a slap in the face, man. Like wake up and, and coach these people or make changes. That's the other thing. He's not making any changes. He's sticking with it. there's a, there is a guy in house that could take over the defense right now. If he wanted to hold somebody accountable, Joe Vitt has been around for 43 years in the NFL. He's been an interim head coach twice. He could take over, send a message and say, we're not going to put up with mediocrity, but he's, he didn't, he's still, he's still doing, I mean, there's no, no heads rolled. That was to me. I thought, and, and to your point that to your point, that's a 
problem. That's one of the cons when you hire a head coach who is also your primary play caller on either side of the ball. We've experienced that twice with defense, right? And Vic Fangio and Vance Joseph. Now we're experiencing it on offense a little bit, right? Where, where Sean Payton is locked into what he's doing on the offense. Coach, this defense needs help. Do you think you could get, maybe that's a question that this soft media, if Sean Payton thought, you know, whoever that guy was getting after him after the Miami game was really getting after him, he should go be the Jets coach or the Giants coach and listen to some real snakes, ask some questions, because those guys and gals, they're absolute animals and they'll eat you alive. This media crew here in Denver, very, very soft, easy questions. That's a question. Which Coach, would you consider offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi to call plays while you assist Vance Joseph in the defense? Guarantee you no one will ask it. Guarantee you no one will ask it because Sean Payton has made it very clear that he's in charge. No one else will touch his baby, the offense, that while it's still not the problem, right? Russ isn't the problem. He's also not the solution, folks. He's not playing winning football. And I'm not pleased with his recent performance, but there's no way it was as bad as it was last year. Got to get back to our guy, Stu, here. A 999 Super. Stu, thank you so much. Didn't Rex Ryan's brother coach for Sean in New Orleans? 100% Rob, and the, Rob. I'll never forget Rob because disaster. of that hair, right? That hair. That disaster, he says. It's a disaster. Say the in, so in, they're, they're synonymous, yes. right? I mean, tell us a little bit. Take us take Stu through a, a, a walk down memory lane. Why was Rob Ryan a disaster? His hair yeah, was he on did, point. It's, well, it could have been personnel. I didn't follow the Saints that much, but I think he had like the 31st or 32nd ranked defense at one point. I mean, Twin if brother, you're going to compare Rex, Rex and, and Rob, Rob, Rex was a much better defensive coordinator. I don't think Rob was was nearly as good. They they didn't have – I will say I don't think the Saints at that time had uh, you know great players on the defensive side of the ball. But, you know, if you can't, if you can't scheme it and you have bad players, that's what you get, and that's what we saw – that's what we saw on Sunday, a bad scheme and players who are not talented enough to uh, to hide that bad scheme. Our guy, Mile High Mike, I want to give him a shout out in the chat, man. He's got some he's got some takes that are just cracking me up in here. Like who's who's giving Sean Payton uh, slack for, you know, maybe he wasn't all into it because of that infamous photo of him going around with that instrument in his face. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, dude, he's, he's absolutely killing it in the chat right now. So I see you guys in the chat, man. We'll make sure we give you guys your love and your shout outs. It's, it's really tough, man. It's tough to see where this team is at. It's tough to see players being underutilized. It's tough to see players quit real quick. As we continue to go over the frustration that is the Denver Broncos, as they take on the bears, we're getting some dolphins leftovers in Justin Simmons back at a limited basis today. Broncos defense. They are worst in points per game with 40.7. They are worst in yards per game with 458.3. They're also worst in yards per play given. At 7.2 yards per play, they are also worse in yards in terms of overall rushing per game at 177. Jeez, uh, 102 points allowed the last six quarters. I mean, how, how deep, deep do we want to go? This They're last, all right? And if they aren't, the Chicago Bears are. I've got a whole paper full of it. It's it's horrible, man. It's, it's absolutely yeah. tough. Dave coming in. Thank you so much for joining MHI, Dave. We appreciate all your support. A very generous $10 super. As a Falcons fan, shout out ATL, huh? And in response to Michael Ronquillo, I would like to donate because Michael contributes to Scott and Nick all the time on the Falcons content. Wow, Dave. Thank you so much, man. That is very generous, guys. Yeah, head on over to at Scout Kennedy, at Nick Kendall, MHH. They do Broncos for breakfast, but if Broncos aren't your cup of tea, and I don't know why they wouldn't be, I mean... 50 points in Miami. That's the loss. <laughs> hey, uh, tune into the Atlanta Falcons. See what those guys are cooking up. Nick and Scott do a bang up job. Again, head on over to their Twitter uh, at Scout Kennedy at Nick Kendall MHH, and they'll get you your Falcons coverage. Quentin Caldwell coming in with a $5 super. Thanks, Quentin. Second super of the evening, man. Very, very generous of you. Maybe we can ask the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> yeah, they keep finding these dogs on defense. They keep getting fighters on that side of the ball. Quentin, you're exactly right. I think we actually talked about this last week, right, Tom? I'm like, the Steelers just piss me off so much because they get these amazing D linemen, these pass rushers, these linebackers, these safeties. They just fall into their laps. They become these perennial all-stars, and they have so much success in the league. But they also bring an attitude right? The Steelers are an attitude. They're a culture. What are the Broncos right now? If I ask you culture wise dysfunction, 
Uh, I I mean, disarray, embarrassment. uh, I mean, disappointment. How deep do we want to go? It's very, very troubling to get these games, dare I say, over with these away games. And I kind of like them because then I can actually enjoy the rest of my day instead of waiting to be pissed off and frustrated for the (laughs) afternoon. I can get it over early in the morning. That's where Broncos country is at, Tom. I'm telling you, people that I love, people that I know are tuning out already. If the Broncos don't come out and do what they're supposed to do against the Bears, I think it's a wrap, man. I really do. I think this fan base is going to check out. That's when you're going to start seeing no-shows against the Jets. Um, That's when things are going to get really, really rough. But if you want to get into something really, really cool, head on over to the MHH meet and greet on October 22nd against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Look for that big blue tent. As soon as parking lots open, we're going to be partying with you guys. We're going to be talking football. We're going to be fighting with each other. We're going to be debating. Come hang out with us, man. We're super excited. MHI will be there. Um, Thomas and I can't wait to see you guys. We had a blast with you guys at training camp. Can't wait to see you this fall at the meet and greet. October 22nd. Woofy Mellet coming in here at the five super. Absolutely love it. C is for captain. C is for competent. I see none of our guys were any of those things. If they want that C, make them work for it. And 100%. Well, if you, Wolfie gets it, why can't Sean Payton? I mean, like, <laughs> that's just it. And coach, it's part of that control, right? And I, I did want Sean Payton here. So I'm owning that and I'm riding with him. He had yeah, to give out so- those C's. He gave them out. Were they earned? Were they earned? I mean, Russ, yeah, he improved. Players. The players voted on it, I thought. Uh, I don't think they Sean have influence, but Coach coach has, ah, really? Yeah. We might want to take a peek at that. Maybe there was a blend of both things. Okay, okay. You, well, You think I, he I'll would just... give anything? When's the last time Sean Payton gave any ground on anything, Tom? Anything. I don't know. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I'm not just going to let the players decide who the captains are. Yeah. Sean Payton wouldn't do that. <laughs> He's Maybe not. Maybe not but... After a 50 point loss, Thomas. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody should be wearing that C on their chest. There should be no captains because there aren't any captains on this team, right? There's nobody out there that's going out there and holding people accountable on the field. People quit. The, the thing about this whole trading people away, uh, players away for me really isn't to tank for one specific quarterback or anything like that. It's to bring in high quality, talented players that fit your system. You need draft picks in order to do that and draft and uh, free agency capital to go out and get those players. You don't have them on your team. It's not a tank thing. It's get what you can for the players that obviously don't fit and then bring in the guys that will do what we're all talking about, right? what we're all talking about, bringing some talent and some aggressive nature. I don't know what, whatever it is, something that will uh, spark this team back into winning because what they have now obviously isn't doing. It's not doing it. And for me, and I see a string had to get, get to our guy in here talking about Caleb and tanking and echoing a little bit of what you were just talking about, Thomas. Um, Are they tanking? Is this the tank bowl against the bears? And is that why he's keeping VJ? Yeah, you know, they're interesting comments. I don't think Sean Payton's that type of guy string, but you, you don't know. I mean, it's I'm not a Caleb Williams guy. Not I, I just you can't sell me on that guy. Um, And we'll get firsthand eyes on him this week here in Boulder, Colorado, baby. USC is coming to see you. I think it's going to be a very tough game for CU again two weeks in a row. Out without Travis Henry. Uh, Shiloh Sanders banged up, man. He was blood in his urine dude like he's banged up we don't know if he's gonna play so it's gonna be a tough one for the buffs but it'll be cool to see caleb williams nonetheless mike mikey coming in very generous twenty dollar super mike thank you so much for rocking with tom scott and i here on mhi good evening guys you two are one of my favorite mhh duos i wonder if sean payton is trying to get the situation sorted out before he finally fires vj I think Mr. Boland would be disappointed in the quit in these players. Oh, man. Go Broncos and MHI. That almost like brings a tear to my eye, man, because like everybody in Broncos country, Mr. Boland has a huge soft spot in my heart. He's done a lot for me as a high school player. Um, It's just and to get to cover him and his memorial and things like that. It was a real privilege for me 
but it's that's just it. There's no culture. My kid on it, 100%. I mean, Mr. B, God rest his soul, is probably rolling in his grave right now. Um, the Walton Penner ownership, Mike, I don't know if you thought about this. Thomas, Scott, anybody? Like, buyer's remorse? What did we do? We <laughs> bought the wrong team, like, right? I mean, maybe we should have bought Washington. Maybe, like... What is going on? And Sean Payton first loss like that. And it's kind of like, welcome to Broncos country, baby. This is what we do. Like you yeah. fit right in. Uh, it's not fun, Mike. And you're 100% right. And thank you for the compliment, by the way. That was very kind of you. Uh, everyone does their damnedest here at MHH. And we appreciate you rocking with us on your Wednesday night or whenever you guys can get these pods. You know what irritates me about our people? Sometimes they apologize, right? And don't apologize to us ever. You guys have built us and have us where we're at right now they're like man i missed a live show so disappointed that's all right head on over to itunes spotify youtube wherever you get these podcasts and listen right. at your own convenience we appreciate the support we appreciate the love i'd just like to hit on that comment though about whether or not they have buyer's remorse they don't care they know this is they know that this is a business investment it's going to churn out money even if they if they're terrible and then they're going to be able to turn around and sell it for even more billions of dollars because the NFL is a juggernaut and it just keeps on rolling. That's why I can't believe that. I mean, I, that's why I don't think Paul Tagliabo sh should be in the uh, Hall of Fame. He took, no! what, he took what Pete Rozelle put into motion and he just didn't mess it up. It's a juggernaut and it's not going to get stopped anytime soon. So as far as an investment goes, they're golden. But I do think they, they are embarrassed about the losses. I I do believe that they, uh, you know, that they don't want to lose. Uh, so, I mean, I think, I, I think there's a little bit of pride in the, uh, you know, in the management and maybe in head, in the head coach of Sean Payton. I don't know if there's much pride on the team or some of the coaches, but uh, I, uh, I do believe that they're going to want to turn this around. I just, like I said, they, they don't have the players to turn it around, nor do they have a, a defensive coordinator that's, competent enough to do it i you know what i'm just gonna go full conspiracy this team is cursed how about yeah. that it's almost october it's almost the spooky season right pumpkins are out now and uh, help me with that too broncos country i'm all for orange don't get me wrong love it it's everywhere in my house my kids volleyball teams aren't they're the orange crush for crying out loud i get it i love me some orange buying a pumpkin now is way too early am i right i mean that thing's gonna be rotted out it's still 80 90 degrees sometimes <laughs> some days out here in the mile high city man and like where i live you've got the bears getting into trash and trying to get the pumpkin deer everything else and it's the spooky season tom maybe that's it maybe the maybe. broncos are cursed uh, it's starting to feel that way man because right when you think it can't get any worse here we go peter i had to get to our guy peter man peter's been very very patient in the chat here and Peter's hitting on something that we hit at the very top of the show and Marvin Mims, man. It's absolutely crazy to me that Marvin Mims leads the Broncos in receiving yards right now. He's leading the highest paid room in the NFL as a second round rookie. Uh, unacceptable. Cortland Sutton. Good Lord. Those two fumbles. What are you thinking? 14. I mean, I'm about done. I'm about done with that. It's just. I can't excuse it any longer, Thomas. I'm, I'm not going to excuse the knee brace. I'm not going to excuse injuries. I'm not going to excuse uh, Russ got it to him in the end zone. He missed it, right? Yep. We're not going to talk about that either. I mean, like, this is not that show where we're just going to ignore all those things. I'm so frustrated with Cortland Sutton. Jerry Judy, where you been, man? Every training yep. camp, we say it, right? Oh, this is Jer Jerry Judy's star training camp. And then what's happening with Jerry Judy right now, folks? He's getting outplayed. By Marvin Mims and one of my one of my keys that's just coming out on Friday definitely features Marvin Mims, man, and and he's about the only silver lining I can think of at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, man, I I don't know if we are cursed. If and when I can say we as fans watching this uh, debacle, uh, when did it start? Oh right, Vance Joseph was the head coach when this whole <laughs> thing started. So no, no, Kubiak, Kubiak did this man on his way no, out. Kubiak no. cursed this team on his way out. I know it. <laughs> I just know it, and I love Coops. I, I look at this point; it's so ridiculous, man. It's all we can do is laugh. And, and Thomas and I got super upset earlier in the show, and we've been lamenting with yes. Broncos country. Uh, Gina Cooper, thank you so much, Gina. Very, very generous. Nine ninety nine. Appreciate you tuning in to MHI on your Wednesday night. Aside from Sean Payton, 
Vance Joseph and some of our dismissal performance veteran players, let me ask, who would you want for the next GM? Because clearly, George Payton isn't it. Let's just be real. Uh, that's another interesting one, right? Everyone's calling for Vance Joseph's head. And George Payton, I think, has more legs to stand on, but not many, right? He's he's that cat hanging on by his last life right now. If, you, if you're George Payton, the pressure is immense. Um, let's forget the Russell Wilson signing for just a second, Gina, that extension. And that's an argument, too, as Gina well knows, bringing up George Payton, who just had to extend Russ. And now there's the conversation. If this team's that bad, do they need to? put Russ on IR, deactivate him so that contract doesn't come into effect. All these sorts of weird things. George Payton had to have Randy Gregory, Tom. You've been talking about it for a long time on this show. Um, when's that going to start paying dividends? I mean, in two out of the last three games, the Broncos have put up goose eggs on the sacks. I mean, this pass rushing posse that we all talked about in training camp, Darn a milk carton right now. Zach Allen, welcome to Broncos country. Uh, get, trying to give his best J.J. Watt impersonation, and it just ain't working. I, it might have worked in Arizona. It's not working here. Yeah. Uh, I just, Draymond Jones being way more successful out there in Seattle, right? I mean, it's just, it's very, very tough. And Gina coming back in, just doubling down, saying couldn't agree more on that Broncos curse. It's I don't know how they get out of it. I mean, even Sean Payton today, he said, we had a good day of practice. I don't know if that was, you know, taking a jab at VJ or just <laughs> happened to be that way. But it, it, you can't just practice these things away. It, it's You can't sell the team and this fan base on, all right, guys, let's have a really good, hardworking day. You're, they're all supposed to be good, hardworking day. I know Sean Payton works this team hard, but there needs to be something else. They need to search some souls they need to dig deep they need to look themselves in the mirror maybe they need to have some hard conversations and share some truths with each other because they are not playing for one another either they could give a g whiz no yeah i'll hit on on george payton i mean yeah he's made some big mistakes definitely I, randy gregory jettison von miller for randy gregory basically was a big mistake uh, everyone saw it coming. I did anyway. I knew he wasn't going to be out there playing much, and I, I wasn't sold on him. I, Eddie, everybody would have made the uh, Russell Wilson trade, but he didn't have to sign him. So those are the two big mistakes. But there, he's not – I don't know if he's on thin ice right now because he has done a pretty decent job in some of the other areas, right? Some of the other areas have he's, – he's done okay. So I think v, I think Vance Joseph's on thin ice. I think George Payton's got another season left in him if he still makes those dumb boneheaded mistakes. Because you you got to let them work together for a little bit to see how how that you know Sean Payton and George Payton combination works. So it's only been one off season. So and I'm not giving up on George Payton yet. Me neither. But, I like George, but at the same time, like let's look at Sean too. And we talked about it last week. Yeah, Sean just had to have some of these guys. Bennett Powers. Mike McGlinchey getting false starts out there as a team captain. Yeah, I mean, awful. give me a break. Zach Allen, we just talked about. I mean, good Lord, what is that, $112 million between the three of them off the top of my yeah. head? I, I mean, you know, I was told no math was involved in being an analyst. I was wrong. But Pearl Heater coming in real quick, talking about tanking. Couldn't they just tank and go up and, you know, VJ's the scapegoat? I don't know. Here's a crazy thought because we're talking about a ridiculous football team. So I'll, let me be ridiculous for just a minute. Not saying I'm going to do this, but what if I picked the Denver Broncos and the Chicago Bears to tie this week, Tom? <laughs> Just saying. And the reason not to be cute, not to be funny, not to take a jab at the team, right? Because that, that's what it looks like on the surface. Let's say the Bears and the Broncos have the same record and they have a tie. What's the tiebreaker for that number one overall pick? Is it strength of schedule? I mean, we're talking about yeah. historically, ba historically bad things, and the Broncos are putting out new historically bad things every week now. I mean, this is where we're at. I, I have to ask myself in a ridiculous world just so I can get a chuckle or try to be a little bit creative. These bizarre circumstances happen over and over for this team. Remember when Josh McDaniels got fired for getting blown out? It wasn't by 50 points. No. That's my whole point in all of this ridiculousness that I'm spewing right now, folks. It's just they're damned if they do, damned if they don't, Pearl. They're supposed to go in and beat this horrible team. However, I could also see this team losing the Chicago Bears, making Justin Fields look good. 
How about that? You know, I mean, like, it, it's really hard to ride with this team right now. I know we love them. I know these players have had impacts on the community. They, You may have their jersey. They're your favorite player. They've inspired you in some way. Maybe you've met them and, and, and had a chance to pick their brain on some things. I get that. But this is inexcusable, Tom. And I'm having a hard time trying to sell Broncos country on this team winning football games. Yeah. I mean, if they go out, they could definitely go out and lose to the Bears. There's, I mean, they can. I don't know. I mean, I I feel like they are a little bit more talented, but I don't think they have it upstairs. You know, they don't have the mentality. They could very well go into Chicago and lose. If they if they lose to Chicago and this team is 0-4 and nobody is held accountable, this is going to be awful. It's going to get so bad in Broncos uh, country in that locker room. It's going to be. Get ready. Get ready, folks. It's coming. It's coming. (laughs) The tweets are coming back next week, too, by the way. Just saying that. We're talking about if and. I'm sorry, folks. I'm not going to be able to give a prediction on this one. I, I got to give this one a couple of days. You'll be able to read about it at milehighhuddle.com. Uh, I'm being ridiculous with the tie scenario, but you're exactly right. I mean, Justin Fields, he's struggling to have 60% completion rated, completion rating, um, 27 touchdowns, 25 picks. He averages a fumble and change per game. He's one of the most sacked quarterbacks, if not the most in the league right now. Uh, it, it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. You have distractions on that team as well with their defensive coordinator and things of that nature. You've got their head coach who's having his own issues. I mean, it's they're a mess. And if you go out there and you lose to this mess and they're even more distracted and worse talent-wise, I think we could all agree on that. Maybe that's debatable. Uh, <laughs> bad is bad. 0-3 versus 0-3. It is what it is, folks, but I think it's going to be an ugly game. I do not relish covering this game one bit um i think it's going to be one of those field goal kicking contests if i'm going to be honest it's going to be low scoring and it's not going to be because the defense is absolutely playing lights out on both sides of the ball it's going to be rough i actually i kind of disagree with you i think the offense is going right, to be fine. With i think the offense might actually do something against chicago i just Look like world beaters against the, I, the I just worst don't, team in the I league i mean the offense the offense has actually been productive now you can say that some of it was in garbage time this last game or whatever, but they've been productive. It's a defense that has completely failed this team over and over again. It, 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 I mean, there's no other way to talk about it. So the only thing is if, if the defense goes out there and lays another egg, you know, you could see a 27, 28 loss. Who knows? Man, Angel, some of Broncos country repping Broncos country because this argument's valid. Uh, I hope we lose. That way, something can we can get some change around here. I'm not so sure we will, Angel. What the Bears? You, losing to the Bears is going to change things. They're not going to beat you, but I shouldn't say they're not going to beat you by 50 points. Who the hell knows? I mean, there is no way, right? I mean, last week if you would have told me that would have been the score, I'd have like you're dreaming, man. No way, no way. Now I'm supposed to sit up here and say that that couldn't happen. Man, anything can happen against this Broncos team, to this Broncos team. Sean Payton talked about those self-inflicted wounds. I guess it's good. Justin Simmons will be back in the mix, right? He was uh, back at practice today on a limited basis. It's It, it wasn't just, too, that, that Justin was missing. I, I know that sometimes that's being echoed just a little bit. I think this this was coming to this team. This team had it coming. Um, EDJ, EDJ in there. You've got no faith, Luke. That's right, man. I don't. I don't have any faith in this team right now. I'm riding with Sean Payton. You will not hear me saying Sean Payton should be fired. Not at all. Sean Payton, Thomas, is the only constant in the new change along with this ownership team. You get rid of Sean Payton, it's just the same old team with a new owner where not only are you turning over the quarterback, not only are you turning over the assistant coaches, but you're turning over the head coach. Sean Payton is here for the next handful of years. And now we need to see what he's going to do with it. Is he going to ride it out and just see what he has? I don't think that's in him, uh, but I'm really curious how coach is going to respond. I thought I knew you, Sean. I did. I thought I knew you. <laughs> now I'm not so sure who you are anymore. Yeah. I was, a, I was a bit surprised by the response to that historic beatdown from Sean Payton. That, that makes me kind of question what his, how he's going to go about. What he's made around. of. He does have to turn this around. I mean, if he's going to be successful, he has to turn this around. And I, I don't know. How is he going to go about Is he going to wait till the offseason to try and turn this around? 
that then it's too late. If you if if they are at, at October 31st on Halloween when the deadline is here, if they are like whatever two and six, I don't know what what week that is. He better Who be wins by then. He, Damn, I don't know. Man. I'm just saying maybe, but even <laughs> even one in seven or whatever it is, they better right. be selling some people, you know, selling some players and getting something because you can't just ride it out and just hope for the best till the off season. Cause then, then what, what are you going to do? Get rid of Simmons, get rid of Sutton, get rid of some players that can go help another team. That's willing to give you something for them. Well, and aren't we all Bills fans, as Doug's pointing out here? I mean, uh, Miami's not going to win the Super Bowl. I don't know, man. I'm not saying they won't. I'm not even thinking about the Super Bowl right now. I'm thinking week to week with this damn team. Uh, look, it's it's early, but that Miami-Buffalo game, huh? Can you see? I mean, Buffalo's the home team, right? So that's why Miami are, are the underdog underdogs listed. But, man, that's got to be a good game, right? Josh Allen, Tua, Sean McDermott, Mike McDaniel, the rematch, right, from the playoff game last year and the other two divisionals. I mean, this team meets twice a year. And now it seems like they're going to be meeting in the playoffs, maybe even again in 2023. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. We're going to wrap up our final few minutes here. Um, I see in the chat here from Peter. What's up with Riley Moss? Yeah, we need to see what we what we can get with this rookie, right? He's he's coming back from that hernia. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of guys come in if, if things get rough, really rough, and the performance continues. Delarian Turner Yell is not good at football. <laughs> Like, no, I'm just going to say it. All right. Like nice enough guy, whatever. Uh, Good Lord. They've got to change something. And JL Skinner, we need you, man. I need you to get in there, dude. Michael Rinkio. Great show tonight. (laughs) I I know. I know. That's why I'm like, dude, I need you to get in there, JL. I mean, that was my guy coming out of the senior bowl. Uh, Mike. Great show tonight, Thomas and Luke on MHI. Go Broncos. Michael, thanks for the support. Thank you for the love. I know I will have a generous and very lovely tweet from you as soon as the show is over, supporting our show and trying to get more steam like all of you continue to give us. Man, you guys are the steam that uh, rev our engine. We appreciate you so much, man. Michael, very generous, 1,400 stars, man. You absolutely kill it tonight, and so does Broncos country. I'll be honest, Tom, I didn't know what to expect. Right. Like we check in on the other pods from time to time and stuff like that. And obviously you can catch Thomas on Friday mornings with legends. And then you've got the OMB view with Ron White on Saturday night pregame coverage. Uh, But I didn't know what to expect. Right. I'm asking Tom before the or uh, Tom Scott before the show. Hey, man, how's it been? You know, sharks in the water. I'm feeling feisty. I'm pissed. Let's go. And it's awesome to get on here and just wrap with you guys raw emotion and um, just have a good time. The ghost of Judah tribe coming in here. I love it. (laughs) Please bring your a game on defense this Sunday. We bears fans are in a civil war right now. And I want busting fields gone. Please pick him off like three times. Wow. Ghost of Judah tribe in here, repping some bears nation, trying to say, Hey, I'll wear the other orange or blue this week. Uh, <laughs> welcome. It might feel familiar on this side of the grass too. We suck here too, man. You're, you're welcome. Uh, throw on those colors. Here's the interesting thing, right? And, and I wanted to get to this cause Judah brought it up. You see Justin Fields and Pat Sertan this week. That's an interesting matchup, right? I'm not going to say this is why you guys should watch it, but seriously, there's a reason to watch the game. We, the debate wages on, right? You, you and Scott were wrapping it up the other day on Twitter last week. It's, it's something that I've waged war with in my, in my praise for Pat Sertan and the argument can be heard both sides. That'll be interesting, right? The, 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 what if conversations happen all the time? What if George Payton selected Justin Fields instead of Pat Sertan? Well, we don't know what would have happened, but it'll be cool to see a match up. Maybe Pat Sertan gets a couple of those picks. Uh, Judah might be rooting for that based off of his super. Yeah, that, that, that's awesome. I'm glad the bears fans are in here. That's, that's cool. Come check it out. I mean, we'll talk with anybody about football, you know, so bears fans, fans want too, Caleb too. My, my problem though is, uh, is that if if the Broncos go out and have a great defensive performance against the Bears, and then everybody's going to be like, oh, well, let's keep Vance Joseph, and then he's going to stink it up again. So, you know, might as well rip the Band-Aid off quickly. 
Oh man, it is it's a messy band-aid, but it's it's always fun rapping with you guys, man. I've been looking forward to this. This is cathartic for me. I hope it's cathartic and fun for you guys. We try to bring the energy, we try to stay prepared. News of the day, Justin Simmons back at practice. Um, he'll be 31 is needed. That is for damn sure, especially with the way that middle of the field was wide open on Vance Joseph's defense. Guys, again, check out Thomas on Friday morning for legends. And then Ron White and Thomas will be rocking Saturday night in orange and blue view Broncos for breakfast in the morning with Scott and Nick. And then tomorrow the MHH podcast is back, right? Form formerly the huddle up boys. We appreciate you guys joining us. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com. And check out all of our latest work. Thomas has an article dropping probably within the next 24 hours. My Keys to Victory will be released on Friday. I teased a few of those on the show tonight. And then head on over to MHHmerch.com and get your swag on. Uh, Thomas and I were talking before the show. We want to do a giveaway soon, maybe next show. So we're going to have a lot of fun with that. Maybe some trivia, maybe correct predictions, things of that nature. But we want to make sure you guys are repping all the MHI gear that you allow us to continue to rep on these very airwaves. Head on over to Twitter. Follow Thomas at Thomas Hall NFL at Luke Patterson LP and at Scout Kennedy um also head on over to mile high huddle the mothership right at mile high huddle and our pod at mhi underscore pod thomas here we go man into chicago this is the way <laughs> head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things broncos everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in if you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.